All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, what an exciting day to be at church. Amen. Pastor's gone. We miss him. Keep him in your prayers. Um, he'll be better. So, uh, but those morning services were great. What a blessing that was. And uh, just a good day to be in church today. Fellowship was good. Uh, preaching was good. I know everybody just ate, so you're probably a little tired. So I'll be quick. We're not gonna, I won't keep you for a long time, cause after potluck naps are crucial on Sunday, right? <laughs> so, if you guys wanna take your Bible, let's uh, turn to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. I'm just gonna read a couple verses here and then we'll, uh, We'll get going. Let's start in verse number 7. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Lord, uh, just thank you for this day that we can be in church. Lord, thank you for all the brothers and sisters that have come here. Lord, I just, uh, I just pray your spirit moves freely through this service here this afternoon, Lord. I pray that our hearts and our minds can be open. Lord, just thank you for the blessing of this book. Lord, thank you for the blessing of your words. God, uh, just meet with us here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, this afternoon, I just wanted to talk a little bit about grace. Um, you know, it's something that that we love to claim, but let's be honest, it's something that we have a hard time giving, right? Um, and I'm preaching to myself a lot this morning. Uh, grace is um, it's a beautiful thing. But it's, it's hard to show it sometimes. Uh, I'm gonna, I did a study on this grace, uh, just this morning actually. And I started going through it and I saw some things that I haven't seen before. So I just kinda wanna share that with you. So let's look at a few verses. Uh, I'm gonna go over to Genesis 19. We're gonna stay in Genesis. I'm just gonna read a few of these and, uh, let's see if you guys kinda pick up the same thing that I did here. We're going to start Genesis 19, 19. And it says, Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Genesis 32, 5. Genesis 32, 5 says, and I have oxen and asses and flocks and manservants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. Genesis 33, 8. And he said, What meanest thou by all this drove which I met? And he said, These are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. 33, 10. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand, for therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen the face of God, and thou waste pleased with me. 
3315. It says, And Esau said, Let me now leave with thee some of the folk that are with me. And he said, What needeth it? Let me find grace in the sight of my Lord. We could keep going. There's a whole lot of these. Um, when I look through here, the word grace is penned 160 times in Scripture. 160 times the word grace is used. So when I went through this, I said, I'm gonna, I want to know more about grace, right? And so I used the, uh, that rule of first mention, right? You guys have heard of that before? The first time that a word is used is, is the meaning, right? And the first time was with Noah. That first verse that he, that we read was with Noah. But the first 25 times that grace is used in scripture, find or found was right there with it. Either have found grace in the eyes. I found grace in the sight. I found grace. The first 25 times it was used, right? So that kind of told me that this grace is something that was, that's sought after. People are looking for it. Now usually if uh, you use the word find or found, it means that either you were looking for something or you discovered something unexpectedly. Right? So if I lost my keys and I go looking for them, I found them. Right? Um, if we walk out in the parking lot and there's a stack of money there, we're going to say, oh, I found some money. You're not going to say you found something that wasn't unexpected or that wasn't worth something. If I walked out in the parking lot and I told Mike, hey, Mike, I found a piece of gravel in the parking lot. No, <laughs> you, no, you no, you didn't, right? Because you knew it was there. And it, and it means nothing. It's not something that you found, okay? It's something that's discovered unexpectedly. And I think as people, we have a... We have a great desire to find grace. Why? Why do we want to find grace? Um, it's unmerited favor towards unworthy men or women. Let's go over to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 and in, uh, in verse 6 it says, to, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. God's grace has made unworthy men and women accepted in the Beloved. You know, we desire favor. We desire to be accepted. Like Mike was talking about today. People will put aside truth to, to make friends, to be accepted, to, uh, to be popular, right? But this grace of God has made us accepted in the beloved, the Bible says. But then there was a second part. There was a second part to those 25 verses that I found with the the find or the found, and it says, in thy sight or in thy eyes. It 
found in thy sight or in thy eyes. Let's skip over to another verse real quick here. Let's go over to Ruth. Ruth chapter 2. Ruth chapter 2. So here Boaz is telling Ruth, you guys probably know the story, right? She can go through the field and she can glean. And when she's done gleaning, she can go over and she can get a drink of the water that the young men have have got from the well, right? And in, uh, in verse 10, it says, Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing as I am a stranger? You know, the way that we see people tells a lot about our heart, right? When you look at somebody and, uh, you know, we're quick to make judgments. We're quick to, to look at somebody and put them in a box real quick, right? Like, oh, I know what that person's about. I can tell just by looking at them. Um, tells a lot about the condition of our heart, the way that we look at people. Do we look at people with grace? Do we look at people with love? Or do we look at people just with judgment? That first impression, right? People say you can only make one first impression. Well, it should be more about the way that people perceive you, not what you're doing to make that perception. Or You know what I'm saying. So I'll tell you this. I was kind of up and down whether I should tell you it or not because it's kind of to my shame, but I'll tell you anyway. So yesterday... I was hanging out with the kids outside, right? And our water heater went out. So I'm trying to get this water heater in the back of my truck, okay? And they're heavy, especially when they still got a bunch of water in them. <laughs> so I'm out there and I'm wrestling this water heater and I'm trying to get it in the back of my truck and and I hear all this commotion coming down the street. Blah, 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 blah. Swear words and this and that. And I think, what in the world is going on out here, right? My kids are out here and I'm hearing this screaming and this cussing and... So I walk down to the end of the driveway and there's this younger man, maybe mid-twenties, and he's walking down the street like this and pants halfway down to his knees and he's yelling and he's cussing and I look and he's not on a flip phone, he's on a flip-flop. The guy's got a shoe to his ear (laughs) and he's walking down the street and he's having this full-fledged conversation and he's mad and he's cussing and he's screaming and he's talking into this shoe all by himself. Right? And so I think, what in the world? And to my shame, instantly I put this guy in a box, right? I knew this guy's a junkie. He's on dope. You know, I don't want him around here. Da da da. Well, that's not grace. That's not, uh, that's not showing anybody love, right? So I see this junkie. And I tell him, hey man, you need to, Head down the road, and while you're heading down the road, you need to keep your voice down, because I got kids out here, right? I don't wanna, I don't want my kids hearing this. So he, okay, sorry, sorry, and he continues his conversation on his flip-flop as he walks down the street. And it took me a little bit, but after it was too late, I kinda came to me that I should have seen him the way God sees him. Excuse me. You know, I should have looked at him 
the way that God looks at him. God doesn't see a junkie on a flip-flop, right? God looks at this guy, and he just sees another soul. On his way to hell, probably. Maybe not. We don't know. But that's the box we'll put him in, right? We don't know if maybe this guy got saved sometime down the road. Maybe he's just in a bad way, right? So I thought, man, what a shame. God has given me so much grace. And we can't reciprocate that to other people, right? Or I didn't. Some of you might do it different, right? Because you guys are better than me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I thought, praise the Lord that God doesn't look at me and see my sin, right? I'm so thankful that God has that grace on me. That I found that grace in His eyes, right? He doesn't see my sin. Let's go over to John. John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 17 says here, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You know, God does some amazing things. Me and Mike didn't talk about what we were going to talk about. Right? Mike never told me that his message was going to be on truth. And I never told Mike that my message was going to be on grace. But right here in this verse, it puts us together here, right? For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth come by Jesus Christ. You know, those are two things you can't live without. You can't try to live this Christian life without grace and without truth. You know, if it wasn't for what Jesus Christ did to me for me, I could be that guy. It could have been real easy to be that guy walking down the street on a flip flop, right? And we think about it, and it's kind of it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it should be heartbreaking, right? That's somebody's son, somebody's kid, right? But if it wasn't for the goodness of Jesus Christ, that's where I could be too. That's where we all could be. Couple mistakes, couple lies that you consider truth, nobody giving you any grace. You could end up there real quick. I know I could have. Grace. Go over to uh, 2 Corinthians.
Second Corinthians chapter eight. Verse nine. Chapter eight, verse nine, sorry. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse number nine. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. You know, we're pretty rich here this morning, this afternoon. We're pretty rich here this afternoon. You know, we started off uh, the morning, me and Brother Mike, Brother Dan, got here early, sat around the little table down there, and just gave praise to God for what we have here today. You know, the scripture says to come boldly to the throne and make your requests. But this morning when we got here, I couldn't even think of anything to ask for. But we had a lot to be thankful for. We had a lot to be thankful for. We, uh, every one of you sitting here, this body that we're in, be thankful for. We could go around this room right now. And every single person could say a dozen things that they're thankful for. And all that is possible because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Now I have this fear. It's something I've been praying for for a while. Um, you know, the longer you're in church, when I first got saved, hearing about what Christ did for me on that cross, the pain, the humiliation, the suffering, the mocking, right? It was so real, it's like you were there. But then the more you hear it, and the more you hear it, and the more you hear it, human nature, we start to get desensitized to what happened. That's a fear. That's a fear of mine. I don't want to be desensitized to what he did for us on that cross. I don't want it to seem like it's it's commonplace. Um, and this verse really speaks volumes to that. I'm going to read it again. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. His grace for you, for me. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye, through his poverty, might be rich. You know, I heard it said before, grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. That really kind of hits home. You know, he became poor, so that guy walking down the street, out of his mind on his flip-flop, could have a home in heaven someday, so that we could know that grace, and we could exhibit that grace towards somebody else. 
and it's a sad day when uh when Christians when Christians don't give grace to the others out there. I'm guilty. I was guilty. I should have saw him as a as a soul the way that God sees him. Should have talked to him, should have gave him a track, right? But instead, my flesh just put him in this box. God's riches at Christ's expense. I just thank God this morning for the grace. For the grace that we've all been shown. And and I pray this morning that that when we head out of here and we walk out of these doors and we head back to our lives, that we can we can show a little bit more grace to that world out there. If we could, uh, I'd like to sing a hymn if you guys are all right with that. We have the piano player come. And when we sing this hymn, uh, I'd like to really pay attention to the words. Let's sing it out. Let's sing it like we have that joy unspeakable that Christ has given us. <laughs>